in prayer this morning. Father God, as we uh, open your word, I pray that it would uh, pierce our hearts today, God, that we would realize we're here today for two purposes. One is to worship you, and the other, God, is to prayerfully and hopefully, if there's one person not here that knows you as Savior, that before they leave this, this building today, they will have that relationship with Jesus. So as we open your word, God, please speak to us through it. And for that, we will ever be grateful in Christ's name. Amen. Pastor asked me to speak for uh, 10 minutes. If you've been in any of my classes, you know that's nearly an impossibility, but I'm going to hold to it. Uh, if I had to title today's message, it would be called, What Does It Take to Leave Your Comfort Zone? And some of the points that we'll cover, will you follow God even if he guides you out of your comfort zone? Where can we find the strength to leave our comfort zone? And then also, some feel, and, and this is important, they feel that their comfort zone marks the beginning of the end. Leaving their comfort zone marks the beginning of the end. But I want you to keep this phrase in mind. Rather, it is the end of the beginning. Look at it in a little different light. In Joshua chapter, nine, or chapter 1, verse 9, Scripture tells us, This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. How many of you have ever moved from a home? And, and the anxiety and the, and the looking back and the thinking, but it's always where you're going. Or, or have you been misplaced by your job and all of a sudden you're out of that comfort zone and you have to leave it? But God tells us in his word he says, do not be afraid or be discouraged. In Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 11 through 13, Scripture says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. You know, the Bible's full of examples of obedience. When God says go, he means go. You know, Noah, Noah, and he pleased God by respecting his warning and building the ark. But he must have been a laughingstock, but he did it anyway. He was out of his comfort zone. You know, I don't like being made fun of. I avoid it uh, wherever I can, although I like to make fun of people. But like he did for Noah... The Lord might have something he wants me or you to do. And it's going to take us out of our comfort zone. And what's the ark that I'm supposed to build today? Put yourself in that position. What is the ark that I need to build today? Abraham was called by God to set out of a place which he was to receive his inheritance without knowing where he was going. He did not know where he was going when God said, go. But in obedience, he did. And I'm sure there was some apprehension. There was some looking back and putting things. But, you know, no matter where we go as a church, we are the church. You know, have you ever had a family reunion and all the family comes in? You don't necessarily meet at someone's house. You run a pavilion. You run a park. You go somewhere. But what makes it a family reunion? Where you are? Or who you're with. That's things we need to look at. Ask yourself this question. Can I follow God and remain comfortable when I don't know what's next? 
and we don't know what is next. We have a light in Jesus, and it pierces the darkness right in front of us. It's there. But you know what? It only shines so far. Sometimes God says, take baby steps and trust me. Go where I want you to go and look to me for the results. Because as soon as we trust in ourselves, we're going to fail. In John chapter 8, verse 12, Scripture says, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. And the key is our job as a Christian is to take as many people to heaven with us as we can. And we need to do that with a smile and with energy and anticipation of serving God. With Christ, I must take only one step at a time, but I need to wait for him to illuminate the path. In Isaiah chapter 40, 31, which is my life verse, and I, I've memorized it this way, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. God says he's going to be there, but what's the first part of that verse say? Wait upon the Lord. But God, I don't want to do that. I don't like to do that. It's not in my comfort zone. And as Jesus said to all those Old Testament saints and the examples that the Bible gives us, our job is to say, I'll go. And let God take care of the details. You know, at a seminar once, I heard this. This is the only thing I remember. I slept through the whole thing in Chicago, except for this. I heard, worry is assuming responsibility for things God never intended you to have. Let God do the worrying. We just need, we can be concerned. There's a difference. But we don't need to worry about tomorrow because it's in his hands. In Isaiah chapter 42, verse 16, Scripture says, I will lead blind Israel down a new path, guiding them along an unfamiliar way. I will brighten the darkness before them and smooth out the road ahead of them. Yes, I will indeed do these things. I will not forsake them. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 7, Scripture says, But if we are living in the light... As God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. In your next act, if your next act of, of obedience and faith feels unclear, ask for illumination and wait for the Lord and wait for God's answer. Sometimes, as Isaiah 40, 31 says, we just have to step back and wait on God. We, we get into this pace. It's got to go, got to go, got to go. And sometimes God says, sit back, relax, and trust me. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 through 34 says, seek the kingdom of God above all else. That means above anything. And live righteously, and he will give you everything you want. Oh, wait a minute. I think the word is need. He will give you everything you need. I have a lot of wants but God will take care of the needs. And then he says, so don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. <laughs> Amen to that. You know, we all have a comfort zone, an area that's our own private space, a, spray, a space where nobody else is welcome. Stay out of my stuff. Sometimes, though, we leave God out of our comfort zone. 
And sometimes God calls us to leave our comfort zone. The Hebrew children, they were very, very comfortable in Egypt. They had houses, land, safety, security, all the comforts of home. But they were in a land that wasn't theirs. And God said, I'm going to call you back home. He was calling them to a place that they had left 400 years ago. They didn't even remember. Some of them didn't. A place that they didn't remember. They had to leave their comfort zone. But we have everything we need, God. Why do I have to leave? Pharaoh soon realized that uh, he wanted Israel back. So he sets out after him, as you know what Scripture says. Israel is caught. There, there's mountains to the right and left, the Red Sea in front, and Pharaoh in back. There's no place to turn, and they didn't see a way out. They were trapped. When God calls you, he calls me. The way is there. Whether we see it or not, God makes a way. After crossing the Red Sea, they made a 13-day journey to the Jordan River. And there they decided, we can't claim the promises. God's not faithful. It's not happening now in my time. So they end up wandering for 40 years. They accuse God of leaving them hang. Thanks, God, for bringing us here and abandoning us. Well, guess what? They had that backwards. Their faith wavered when uh, they were getting out of their comfort zone. God, I can't do that. It's not in my, my MO. It's not in my makeup. God says, trust me. They looked for a way out without trusting the Lord to deliver as he had promised. Just trust him. Getting out of our comfort zone requires faith. Their faith wavered. It requires looking beyond the obstacles and the obvious. It takes looking beyond the darkness to what? The light. When we look through the darkness that surrounds our life, we see that God was there all the time. John 14, 18 says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. God didn't call us to be comfortable. He called us to be content content in him and to trust him. Philippians 4.11 says, I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Boy, if we could just claim that verse, if we could just live that. You know, Paul was an expert at being outside of his comfort zone. When you think about his life, there's nothing comfortable about what? Being shipwrecked, stoned, beaten, imprisoned, snake bitten, left, left for dead, or being in chains. He realized he didn't have to be comfortable. He just had to be content in the Lord. He realized God had a purpose. It's time to get out of our comfort zone, and that's a hard thing to do. We need to realize that God's calling doesn't always put us in a comfortable position. Sometimes it puts us in a very uncomfortable position. You know, it doesn't make everything rosy. There's something on the front of my desk that says, you know, just trust in God. It, it, faith will, will pick up everything. It, it doesn't make it easy. Nothing is easy unless we put our full faith and trust in God. It doesn't make everything perfect. It doesn't always make sense, but it always makes us better. It always brings contentment when we trust in the Lord. I'd rather be uncomfortable and in his will of service and obedience than comfortable and outside of his will for my life. Each day is a new day in Christ. Forget yesterday. Live for today and hope that tomorrow will be the greatest day that you have in your life as a believer.
And as we transition to a new location, the church is simply moving. Our comfort zone's being infringed upon. I came here when I was like four days old. It's very difficult to leave, but at the same time, it's very easy to leave because I'm looking at what God is going to do, thanking him for what he did and for what he is doing today and looking forward to the promises of tomorrow. We saw the death of Jesus as the beginning of the end. A lot of people saw the death of Jesus as the beginning of the end because they didn't claim what he said he would do. We as believers should look at the death of Christ as what? The end of the beginning, not the beginning of the end. Jesus changed the world and got people out of their comfort zone. His death was, in fact, the beginning of great new promises and life-changing opportunities and events. We need to be excited for today and expect great things tomorrow. We have a phenomenal heritage here at ABT, and I could spend the next week just telling you how people from ABT affected and influenced my life because they got out of their comfort zone and taught a wise-mouthed, sarcastic little smart aleck how to live for Jesus. And I appreciate them. Dave, you didn't have to amen that one. But they got out of their comfort zone and passed on what they had learned. And now it's our turn to pass on what we've learned, and that is our job. And again, to take as many people to heaven with us as we can. A quote I read says, in the ways of change, we find a new direction. We must now continue with his goals in view. And remember that today is not the end of anything, but it's the end of the beginning. I'm going to read the words to a song real quick. I just want you to listen to this. The song is called The End of the Beginning. I was taking a trip on a plane the other day, just wishing that I could get out when the man next to me saw the book in my hand and asked me what it was about. So I settled back in my seat, a bestseller, I said, a history and mystery in one. And then I opened the book and began to read from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He was born of a virgin one holy night in the little town of Bethlehem, Angels gathered round him underneath the stars, singing praises to the great I Am. He walked on the water, healed the lame, and made the blind to see again. And for, for the first time here on earth, we learned that God could be a friend. And though he never, ever did a single thing wrong, the out, angry crowd chose him. And then he walked down the road and died on the cross, and that was the end of the beginning. That's not a new book. That's a Bible, he said, and I've heard it all before. I've tried religion, it's shame and guilt, and I don't need it anymore. It's superstition, made-up tales, and just to help the weak to survive. Let me read it again, I said, but listen closely. This is going to change your life. I said, I'll read it again, but this time there's more, and believe that it is true. His death wasn't the end, but the beginning of life that's completed in you. Don't you see he did this all for you? And the last verse, it says, And though he never, ever did a single thing wrong, he was the one the crowd chose, and then he walked and he died. But three days later, three days later, he rose. You see, he came, he lived, and he died. But that was the end of the beginning. If you're here today and you're not a follower of Jesus and you have this opportunity today to accept the supreme sacrifice of Jesus by letting us show you in Scripture how you can be saved. That's what church is all about. If you sat here week after week, year after year, and you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior, 
please today make that decision and we'll give you that opportunity. But if you're a believer today, ask God to help you get out of your comfort zone, you and me, and get more involved in church that strive in a church that strives to connect people to what? Christ, community, and purpose. Connect church. The future, it's up to us. As Jesus commanded, he said, go ye into all the world. So let's go. Be excited for what God has done, what he is doing, and what he will do.